with us. Most have you, but we've got lots. While we like to talk them through, we like to share them too. And we'll do so with you. Yeah, we've got thoughts. Though they're deep, we are not. Cause deep thoughts bring down everyone while shallow people just bring fun. Hello, beautiful people. Hello, everyone. and Welcome. Oh, welcome. my gosh. Hi, everyone. Oh, Sarah, we missed you. <laughs> we missed you so much. And- I missed it so much, too. I didn't realize it until I had the microphone in my hand again. <laughs> and so we got rid of Megan for you. <laughs> Right. Wasn't now, that nice? And we have an, another special guest with us tonight. Yay! Yay! Another Sarah. Here I am. So Hi. We have, Hello. We have Sarah 1 and Sarah 2. So Sarah 1 is with us normally. Sarah 2 is... Uh, special from, delivery. Yes, from... Bolivia. Bolivia. Finally, I'm here in person. It is kind of weird to like be here and see you guys... What happens behind the scenes? Because we listen to you very faithfully. Me and Hugh. Hi, Hugh. Hi, Hi Hugh. So, do you guys literally spend three hours downloading a podcast? So, I don't know if you saw, but I left a message the other day on Facebook. And, and it's when I take 36 hours. It said 36, and then it actually went up to like 42 hours. <gasps> Once everything was all said and done, it took about three hours to mm. download. Oh, that's not to bad. Down. <laughs> Compared to 46, Not no. Bad. But uh, Bolivia has wireless internet. I, I mean, do. Hey. I have wireless. I'm in the middle of essentially nowhere, and I have wireless in internet. In fifth internet. world Bolivia? In fifth world, like, yeah. Wow. That's impressive. <laughs> it's not fifth world. It's we don't have world. cell phone reception, but I have wireless internet. Oh, that is weird. A lot of days we don't have water or electricity, but I have wireless internet. Hmm. Wow. Mm-hmm. Interesting. So, yeah, but about three hours. So, we are dedicated fans, Hugh and I, in Bolivia. We are That's big awesome. fans. We love you for it. Mm-hmm. How was your um, trip up from Bolivia? It was good. It was good. Pretty uneventful. Um, had a little, you know, issues on the plane, getting a little sick, which wasn't very fun for me because. <laughs> Ugh, I no, get like all no, anxious wait, about talk it. Us, talk us through issues on the plane. So, <laughs> so, so Friday night in La Paz, I go out to dinner and um, had dinner, and there was this uh, chorizo or a yeah, sausage, yeah. spicy sausage. And I said to my friend, I was like, I don't know about this. And he's like, Oh, it was made here. Like, it's fine. It's fine. I'm like, I don't really. I mean, it's fine. It was made here. I'm just like, I'm not sure. So I took a couple bites, and I even said like, I better not get diarrhea tomorrow <laughs> on the plane because I'm traveling. <laughs> So, of course, like, I took a couple bites, and I was like, I just, something's weird about this. So, the next morning, I start getting, like, the gurgling, and then I, once I'm, like, locked inside the La Paz airport, there's no place to go get, like, Mm -hmm. you know, anti-diarrhea medicine, which, of course, if I was going to Bolivia, I would have, like, ample amounts. Right. Mm -hmm. But But since I'm going to the States, why would I need it? And then once you're on the plane, like, you don't get off until Miami, so it's, like, 10 hours later. And by the time the plane... was like coming into Miami. I was like, and I don't know protocol. Like, I don't know at what point you're supposed to be in your seat, like locked down. I'd be in a pool of my own sweat with anxiety. I, I was like, oh my God. Like I was already picturing like, so I'll shit my pants and then I'll get to customs and get my bag and I'll change my pants. <laughs> yep. Like that's just how this is. There was like no other option at this point. Like that was how it was going to turn out. Well, you know, it's actually, you know, my uncle has actually been in the lavatory on a plane as it lands. Is that le- like, no, is that le- it's not, but he has. But that was the moment he was having. Like, yeah. well, well, but I mean, if you're having burning ring of fire, you need to take care of that before it's too late. Right. And I really don't uh, understand if you, like, make impact at 300 miles an hour into the ground, whether you're in the bathroom or you're in your seat, is there really a chance of survival? Right. <laughs> like, what's, right, what's right. the logic? Like, right. well, no, if you're going to be in the bathroom, you're going to die. But if you're in your seat, <laughs> well, then... Well, and there's like, not, like, a ton of room in the bathroom anyway. It's not like you're going to fly anywhere. Oh, like, you're pretty right. much kind of wedged in there. So it's I am like, very much when I fly, like, 
I like a window seat. I want to be crammed against the window so I can put my head down, and I do not move the entire flight. Oh, see, I, I need go to the bathroom aisle. before I get on, and I don't leave that seat until the plane lands. And if I have to leave, so God help me, if I have to ask people to move, I just want to, like, curl up in the corner. Okay, that's why I get the aisle seat, because I get such bathroom anxiety. I don't want to be shoved up against the window, assuming I need to get out every time. And there has been a predicament where one time in a trip during takeoff, started with takeoff i had to make four trips and poor justin i am sure i like bruised his arm by how i was clenching onto it it was so uncomfortable my favorite seat is that middle seat in between <laughs> the five on like a 747 so it's like two five two i get the, no. th- the third seat right in the middle of that row so you're five. blocked in there didn't you yeah. get real sick just on that oh it's just great that on a flight from like china or something yeah. didn't you have like I did. it coming out both ends oh god yeah well i flew from hong kong to uh to uh hawaii that's right i you know had some bad au bon pain or whatever that <laughs> french <laughs> restaurant is au bon pain or something au bon pain. Yeah. Oh. halfway between you know between um oh and i had a layover in tokyo that's right so tokyo and before i knew it i was sweating and making visits and it was not yeah this changed i used to always be like a window seat person but this kind of changed my yeah, my strategy. Always. Like, oh. I think it's because I usually fall asleep and I feel stupid that I'm just like zonked out in the aisle. But mm-hmm. this changes that because now you can just get up and go. Because yeah. I, I hate like bothering right. people. And I'm sure the people sitting next to me on the flight, like from Miami to Minneapolis, because there's a couple points where I was just calmly like reading my book and I was like, oh, gotta get out, gotta get out now, gotta get out now. You know? <laughs> I've held it in long enough. It just sneaks up on It's you. anxiety enough. Ooh, At least give yourself thing. the benefit of the aisle. So I think what's interesting is how many people or how many listeners we have in foreign lands. And it makes me laugh. We do. Aside from Bolivia? Yeah, yeah, we have. I uh, think the most of us are in Bolivia, though, right? Two uh, of us? Two of you are. (laughs) I'm trying to think of, I think my my, friend Lisa in Finland listens. My friend Kevin in India listens. I don't know that I have any international listeners. Do you have any international friends? Well, I have in sixth or seventh world countries. Gosh, no. Well, um, I do want to give a shout out quick while we're on the topic to my friend Adam, who emailed me the other day, and I didn't know he actually listened, but he emailed me because he wanted to know where our podcast was because we hadn't posted for like a month, Mm -hmm. and he lives in South Korea. Uh, His question was, where's the line between fashion and function? Because he said there's a lot of people that he sees a lot of girls running around South Korea in like tank tops and shorts when it's like 20 degrees outside because it's cute. Why do I and feel he's like, like why is it so what's freezing? What are you doing? I feel like Korea would be a warm climate three hundred and sixty five days a year. Is that as well? Thailand. <laughs> I'm picturing Korea like never getting cooler than sixty, sixty five degrees. Like that would be really cold huh. in Korea. Mm. <laughs> I'm way off. Um, Way. Bit, yeah. Like, what's probably so, the low temperature? As we see, Sarah's yeah. not on the geography. <laughs> so, I'm wondering, is this a gay friend? Because you'd think if he was straight, he'd be like, right on, cha He is a gay friend. Like, I love Adam. Adam is secretly one of the biggest crushes of my entire life. Wow. Like, I, had a, I used to call him my Does he know this? Or are you, like, kind of professing this? No, I totally so just professed it. <gasps> um, wait, wait, wait. He's gay or he's straight? He's gay. He's gay. Oh. He used to live in San Francisco <laughs> with my friend Makoto. And I, when I used to go down and visit Makoto years ago, we would always party together. And I started calling him my San Francisco husband to Makoto. Like, we'll be talking about the phone, like, how's my San Francisco husband? So for those people who are not following you, just, this totally lost. 19 people that you just <laughs> rambled and off. And someone named Sorry. Makoto. And Dean refers to everybody as his husband anyhow, so it's not that big of a compliment. <laughs> so bad. Sorry, So Adam. big deal for Adam. <laughs> <laughs> 
If you were feeling good about yourself, Adam. <laughs> but back to these tank tops, Adam. Okay. You were talking about in the winter weather. So is it sort of like the question cabin. about um, what are those awful cracks? Is that kind of like one of these things that would be up for debate? Like certainly not fashionable, but functional? No, I think the question is why at what point you should be wearing a parka outside are you wearing a tank top for fashion? that happens okay. here though yeah, people do the same thing here. out at the bar and it's like really yeah. or even like women with like super you know high heels yeah. and and shoes that you're like really is that i don't really feel it's like true. it's all that complex of a question to be quite honest like it feels <laughs> oh sorry not to, not to poor adam, adam that's like it's number like two. It's all the situation that you're in. Like, for instance, if you're at a funeral or a wedding or going to work, generally fashion trumps function. But if you are still I going to the grocery store... disagree. I'm sorry. What do you think? Well, if I'm going to work, function tops fashion. Let me did take you, that back. Did you, you say that reverse. Like, no, I mean, like, at work, you're dressing... For fashion, not function. You're, maybe your travels to work are more function because you're wearing oh. boots and you're wearing flip flops and stuff. Sure. But the situation that you're actually in is dictating whether the fashion or the function takes priority. Sure. And I think age has a lot to do with it. Maturity. You walk into any high school right now, and all you're going to see is little strappy tanks, crop tops, mm-hmm. stomachs, and little pedicured toes. And an 80-year-old mm-hmm. grandmother who's very And mature. cultural, too. I think it, part of it's mm-hmm. cultural. Like I said, in Bolivia, there's, it's like, camel, co- camel toe capital of the world. Like, it's all about tight pants and <laughs> giant camel toes and, like, huge heels, you know? And it's just like, mm-hmm. that doesn't, it doesn't make Why? sense. People walk everywhere and there's, like, cobblestone. And so I think a lot of it's cultural, too. Camel you know? toe? Yeah. I know what that is. <laughs> and it's like, they really, like... That's so uncomfortable and potentially, like, there are zippers that can be uncomfortable and potentially, I don't know. Can you feel the camel toe when it happens? Yes! (laughs) I can. That's that's the thing. I don't. Well, do they do it for pleasure? Ooh. I mean, do they, is it like kind of moderately stimulating all day? Yeah, I think so. You, you would know. I think it would be. <laughs> it could be. I, I would never like go go with an intentional camel toe. But yeah, I mean, if there are certain of movements or shifting, it can touch in general walking. Areas. Yeah, because I do not. I mean, for men, and I'm, I can't speak for all men, but I can certainly speak for myself. There's not a single pair of pants that make me like that would do that. Like rubbing in a certain way. Oh Maybe no, like that's a, pair a lie. Of loose sweat pants. Yeah, a pair of loose like, <laughs> Really? Nice shorts without underwear on. Yep. Yeah. Oh, what? That's true. But oh, like, a pair of tight okay. jeans won't do it. No. That's just uncomfortable. Well, yeah, for a woman, it would have to be tight and be able to lend itself into certain crevices, <laughs> I guess. Leave it at that. Okay, so. Moving on. Yeah. So, how would we. What, go ahead. Oh, sorry. I just had it. What was that thing in your bathroom? What thing? That Und- vagina? <laughs> yeah, that. It's a sculpture of a vagina. <laughs> I love Interesting. it. Interesting. It's in a shadow box. My friend Cassandra did it. She's an artist. She does actually a lot of art in this apartment. Nice. It's, Do you know what's really um, funny is when I It was recognizable, that, I'll say. Mm-hmm. I knew what it was. Yeah. When I first saw that sculpture, it's a very realistic sculpture of a vagina. It actually dawned on me at that moment. I've never seen one of these before. <laughs> That's why it's so fascinating to me. That's why I wanted it. Mm -mm. You've never seen a naked vagina? Never. A naked one? Oh, God, no. And you've never seen a vagina? Mm -mm. (laughs) Mm-mm. Why would I see a vagina? (laughs) Do you want to show us now? Kind of. 
actually, that's really? good. What you got in the bathroom is pretty right on. Why are you so surprised? It totally is. Well, I guess I shouldn't be surprised, maybe, but I don't know. I guess I figure at one point or another, right. you, you experience. I don't have know. you ever seen anyone else's vagina in person, up close? Well, yeah. I mean, not like spread eagle, but yes. I've seen like quite a few of my friends' Well, then I vaginas. guess I could say I've seen my friends' <laughs> like penises frontal. before, but... Why would I see? Yeah, I guess. I guess when you put it that, I haven't. I don't think. Oh, I have. Do you want? I mean, a do you want to elaborate on these situations? <laughs> or do you go? No, to those, do you go to those like, parties where they get out mirrors and stuff? <laughs> I've heard about these. Things. Oh yeah. But you're with friends when you're dressing, or recently I've had quite a few friends get married, so you help her get dressed for the day, and she, you know you strip down, and then there you go, and hmm. hop into your dress. Maybe like a waxing. Party. But you're there. There's a lot of no shame going on. Yeah. Oh, moment. I don't. Yeah. I'm really uncomfortable right now. Okay. Um, you're okay, the one so that's in your bathroom. I know, but you're that's a, a gay sculpture. man. That's a sculpture. That's not actual. Gay man, vagina statue. Yeah. yeah. Very it's, it's beautiful. It's beautiful, Cassandra. It is, I, and I li- and I like that it's in the bathroom. I think that's kind of thank you. I, don't know. I stepped to wash my hands. I was like, oh, vagina on the wall, and I like it's in that black shadow box. Mm-hmm. It's nice. When I first put it in there, my mother was over and used the bathroom. Came on, she was like, gosh, a little warning next time would have been nice for that. And I was Aww. like, oh, sorry, mom. That's not, sorry, but not Joanne. Really. You could tell her that it's a gift. You know what? It would be a good yeah. gift for like Valentine's Day or something. Oh yeah, oh, yeah. <laughs> that was really funny. Just silence. Oh, I guess yeah. Whatever. Uh, um, okay, so speaking of gifts, as Skip alluded to, it is Valentine's Day on Sunday. So, how do we feel about V Day coming up? I know we're not doing anything. V Day, Valentine's Day dinner. Yeah. yeah. I don't know. There's a lot of obligations surrounding Valentine's Day, but I totally eat it up. You know, I'm one of those girls who wants to go to dinner and have a reservation and exchange gifts and maybe go see a really cheesy romantic movie. And then, I mean, I want all of the stereotypical Valentine's Day obligations. I will say, as much of a cynic as I am about love, that the very few times I've been in a committed relationship committed over uh, Valentine's Day, they were very nice and I enjoyed them very much. Were they sexual or they're both. They're both sentimental? Uh, both. Romantic and sexual. And, you know, the evening together. You're making a special night and, you know, wine or candles or whatever have you. Using the lube that's only for special occasions. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Sure. Mm-hmm. You know, trying to do something to make it special. <laughs> okay. And whatever that is for you, if that means cleaning the kitchen together or if it means screwing all night, whatever is special yeah. for you. Mm-hmm. Now, do people go out and get new lingerie for the holiday? Obviously, men for you, boxers or whatever it may be, but do you feel the need to go get like a new set before the big day? No. No. I will say, this is the first Valentine's Day I've ever actually had a boyfriend, so... But we're actually playing it very, very low-key. Like, what are you going to do? Dinner and having lots of stuff. You think you are. He might have lots in store for you. No, he doesn't. I guarantee you. He simply said, uh, everything's so overpriced and overrated on this day, let's just not. But then he emailed me today and said that he just booked flights for a trip for us. What? So that's how he's going to make it up to me. Where? Make what up? Wait a second. He's never let you down. I know. He's never let me down. So you just <laughs> got saying that you're not going to make a big deal out of it, but then he bought you plane tickets for Valentine's Day? No, I think he just bought plane tickets to, well, kind of, yes. To where? Um, we're going to St. Louis and then road tripping 
through St. Louis and Louisville and Nashville. Oh my! Okay. And then well, there I'm must be a story there. Do some hiking like and stuff like that. Odd destination, but over Valentine's Day. I think it's really cute because I've never been to any of those places. Oh no! I'm saying there must be a story there because I mean, if I was just going to surprise somebody with a plane ticket, I'm going to take you to Columbus, Ohio. Uh, <laughs> yeah. And, and the price on that package, Mr. Barker, is <laughs> yeah. six no, not over Valentine's Day. <laughs> We're going to... So that's why like you're playing it down on Valentine's right. Day, so that you're going to play it up right. later. Right. So, Sarah, have you been in relationships on Valentine's? What's your take? Like, I don't know. I guess I don't get into these days where, like, you have to do it on this day. Like, I kind of feel, like, pressure to do stuff, even, like, around Christmas. And it's like, I don't... I don't like to be kind of told that, like, you have to get someone a gift, or you have to yeah. be thoughtful on this day, or you have to send flowers on this day. And I kind of... I don't know. I kind of more like the surprise of stuff. Someone's just bringing flowers on like a random day when I kind of didn't expect it. Yeah. So I don't know. This whole idea of like it has to be this day and you have to feel, you know, it's like Christmas. You're supposed to feel like happy and excited. And it's like, well, what if I don't, you know, or on Valentine's Day, like. Do you feel the same way about a birthday? Sort of. Sometimes. You don't feel like you should feel. Special. Well, I almost feel like pressure. Like, oh my gosh, I have to celebrate my birthday, which happens to be Thursday. (gasps) Are you going to be here? Yeah, I'm having a party. Are you not coming? Oh! I guess I'm not coming, but I'll send you a card. Great <laughs> birthday. But yeah, so kind of like you feel almost pressure. Like I have to do something on this day, and it's like, well, it's a Thursday. So what if I don't want to? So I'm going to do it on Friday. You know that kind of stuff. Mm-hmm. On right. the flip side, it is a nice reminder to do those things for a person. Right. Like, but know, I guess I would just, I just kind of like more of the surprise or the more of the sort of like randomness of it, the mm-hmm. unexpected. Yeah. You know? mm-hmm. Sure. Kind of like yeah, I, I like something and I think I want to get this today. You know, that makes me think of so and so. Yeah. Yeah. Now, Sarah, you were Sarah one. You were talking about <laughs> earlier about um, people getting engaged on Valentine's Day. Oh, well, we had just kind of thrown around the idea, like thoughts on that. Now, that I think is a little bit more tragic and like. <laughs> oh, your love is subject to my judgment. Yeah, I'm a lovey-dovey romantic at heart. Let's get married. I love to hear it all. Yeah, marriage, love, dove, whatever. Okay. but don't wait for. A holiday to do it. I don't know. It's kind of tacky. See, but and see that kind of I think goes with my little my little mm. model or my motto. Like, yeah. why do you need kind of the special day to do it? Yeah. But I mean, you know, no offense to those that do. Oh no, we're not my thing. It's <laughs> fine. But oh, don't worry. It can be shallow tonight. Right? Let me pose this to you. You know, Underwater World, the Mall of America. So, on Valentine's Day, you can. Do they have like a dinner where you sit on the moving belt thing and they have like dinner on there on a table and you're sitting there? On a and moving belt? On yeah. a moving belt. Have you ever been through. What do you mean a moving that belt? That sounds nauseating. Oh, wait, wait a second. <laughs> have you ever been to Underwater World at the no, Mall of America? Okay, so I it's, an under, it's an aquarium, yeah. but instead of like looking at a glass wall or looking down into the water, it's actually a tube along the bottom of the aquarium and you walk through that tube. But you actually don't walk through that tube. It's a uh, like a conveyor belt that like you would have at the airport. Right. Because we wouldn't want people to get any exercise whatsoever. <laughs> well, no, right. I think you just don't want like that <laughs> eight-year-old staring at the shark and like plugging so up. So it the keeps tube. people moving. Yeah. Right. It's a okay. So on Valentine's Day they do the same. They put tables on the tube and you sit there. You don't actually move. It's just, you just sit there and have dinner with like uh, surrounded by the water and Aww. things. And then you can pay. <laughs> one of the divers to dive down with a sign that says, will you marry me? Oh, that's not ah! cool! But does everyone uh. do it? It doesn't seem cool if, like, 
the people the next table over are also doing it the same thing. It doesn't sound cool when that's like a package you can buy. <laughs> I mean, if you could line that up on like April 19th, that'd right. be awesome. Well, yeah, but no, this is like a Valentine's package that you can purchase. No. So, like, essentially everyone goes and does this. Yeah, pretty much. So the diver's like, will you marry me? And then swims over to the next table, yeah. like, will you marry and then me? They, yeah. Then he skips the table and goes to the yeah. next table. Oh, I'm like, I get the package. Can you imagine the stress? They'd be like, oh, my God, oh, my God. I should have gone to the package. And then he skips the table and neither the husband. Note the to all, don't go to Underwater World on Valentine's Day if you don't plan on proposing. Right, right, right. How much does that cost? I have no idea. I don't think it's very much. It's like a, I suppose because once the diver's down there, you know, yeah. he's down there for good. He can it's just probably not in the great white work shark right. uh, area of the tank. Oh, I used to imagine the diver coming to where the tank and be like, this is what I'm being paid for. I oh. think I would almost like just kind of want to go with someone to like watch it happen because this is very curious to me. Mm-hmm. So speaking of Valentine's Day and lovers and what do we feel about lovers being along with our friends? Is that a must? Is that a not a must? Is that... Well, dating someone or having friends, even like your friends have to get along with each other. When I think about friends getting along, it'd be nice if they get along. Mm -hmm. But I feel like there's undue expectations placed on the relationships, like romantic relationships. Like you want your friends to all approve or like or whatever your right, your partner. And Mm -hmm. I'm wondering, is that right? And second, is that how it should work? Yeah. Well, I definitely have just an opinion or perspective of what I've <laughs> done in the past. I, for some reason, have an expectation that Justin be friends and find points of common interest with each of my friends. Why? I really do. <laughs> I, I understand that might not be realistic with each and every single one of them. But when when there's when that's not happening, then I want to think he's antisocial or something. So you're basically looking for reasons to not like him. No, <laughs> not at all. No, no. I just, I really want, you know, I love my friends. I love Justin. I want them to love one another and have points, uh, things to discuss and talk about and make an interesting relationship. So why don't you have the same expectation of your friends? Of like, my friends and my friends? Yeah. Um, I don't know. I don't set That's that bar for my question, friends. Skip. I don't know. Well, because I agree. I mean, I have lots of different groups of friends, and I used to have like one big party every year where they all come together. But I didn't expect any of those groups to become friends. But I don't. I would say I guess I don't expect my boyfriend to be. I don't expect everyone to love him. I don't expect him to love everyone. All I hope is that if we go to a party, I can leave him and he can talk to other people, and I don't have to like take care of him the whole time. So like. I would like them to like each other or at least have some something to talk about. And you but don't want don't them to have ex- something to talk about like, uh, we hate your boyfriend or right. what's up with that dude. Right. right. But I don't expect them to run off and be BFF with everyone and, you know, bring him to every Because don't you think, though, it's almost kind of like reflects upon you? Like if everyone likes this person, then it's Absolutely. like... Absolutely. You know, it's like this is who you've chosen, who kind of reflects who you are and what you mm-hmm. must like. So, so if they don't like that person or, you know, you just kind of feel like... I don't know. Something's Absolutely. wrong with you. Or I don't know. So do you think, let's say you're, uh, granted, I understand that all these are very situation-based. So, you know, one situation could be very different than another. But if if you're in a situation where your friends, for whatever reason, don't like your boyfriend or partner or whatever, does that make you think less of your boyfriend or less of your friends? You know, I think the most frustrating part of that whole experience 
just because, you know, we've all had friends who have dated someone that we can't stand. And we're all like, what are you doing? Like, you're stupid. But they love them, and you have to deal with it. There's just a, It mm-hmm. brings your friendship to a point where you have to decide, am I going to put up with this person for the rest of the time that they're dating and listen to them, or am I going to end this friendship? Well, and I and think more often always... than not, I think we're just going like, to be like, fine, I'll deal with it, but I'm not going to like engage you in conversation or ask you places or something. I think I put a lot of value in what my friends think though because you know I think sometimes when you're in a relationship you're not looking outside from the right. inside in and I think sometimes I mean my friends know me really well right. so I think I put a lot of value in like what that's why it's so important to me what they think like how do they see me do they think I'm changing in ways that I'm not I agree and I think we're pretty much all of us here are like that but some people are not like that and they're just I really mean, codependent. If my people in and my boyfriend weren't getting along or like seeing eye to eye, didn't form this friendship that I would want them to form, I would lean towards pressuring my boyfriend though before I'd like pressure my friends like, hey, what do you think? Why aren't you getting along with him? Like, what do you think? Is there a problem? I'd be more like, hey, listen, you're a part of my life. They're a part of my life. This is going to work. Work it out. <laughs> Get along. At least, okay, I'll speak for myself, I guess, but you know, I'm always the most honest, real to the point with like the people you're closest to so i'd lean towards going to the boyfriend and being like hey pull it together this is, needs to work this needs to be a friendship figure it out but you before don't... i go to my friends and try to forge something okay <laughs> that wasn't there i think that so that would be the step that you take first but something tells me the default for most people is when that just can't be reconciled most people side with the boyfriend they're like all right these friends become less and less of a, you know yeah, which Unless, of course, the friends are like, oh, uh, have you ever noticed that he beats you? you know, <laughs> right. Right, right. right. That's a well, well, that's true. Yeah, I'm a totally different so story. So this is, for, for getting any sort of, like, drama in that type of, you know, department, let's just say they're not getting along. Typically, I see the friends starting to yeah. become a less... And but I hopefully agree. it's not, like, that. deal breaker. Because I've seen that happen many times, and it's like, I don't understand. Where friends start to fall off? Yeah. yeah, because they need to have. But then I don't think it's that, a healthy relationship. No, I think not that, at that all. the person is is that's what I'm saying. Like they're not looking at it from the outside. Like I think there's really something wrong. If your friends are that sincere that that something's that wrong with the relationship that they're like we just if, if you're not going to listen to us then we don't want you to be friends then I think there's something wrong with the relationship. When like I put a lot of faith in yourself. what my friends think, you know, and it's almost like okay, dude, like don't be an asshole or don't say anything stupid because I don't want my friends to like you know. Right think you're a moron so yeah i don't think there's any reason if, if if anything's like breaking off i don't think it should be the friends oh right no i agree but i like what skip was saying well i don't think you should choose between the two no. i think this People. conversation's heading down a path that i think is really sad <laughs> just because i don't think you have to choose between the sarah, two. sarah decide you have four hours your boyfriend or your friends <laughs> or him if you're on a raft one of you's gonna die yeah, I'm just oh like, whoa, God. we're getting really, like, crazy <laughs> yes. on this path. I know, is this, like, yeah. happening to some? This is, like, a what-if situation? Or, like, I have a friend who... situation about this between <laughs> you two gays. No, no I brought it I up. Don't. We, You and I have talked about it a lot in the last oh, like, yeah. couple times that we've hung out. You know, because I'm getting to know um, your boyfriend Oh. Oh, oh and what do you think of him? Out? No, and Dean's it's all totally Dean. Dean. Is this a passive-aggressive way of... No. I have gone above and beyond to include all of you in everything. I'm I don't want to be your third wheel. Oh, oh here God. we go. Getting, getting no, but I will. Skip, you always said 
before, you were always like, I don't, my boyfriend doesn't have to get along with any of my friends. I don't care. My boyfriend's my boyfriend. He can hang out with his friends. Oh, really? I had, yeah. And because my only experience with a really long-term relationship, that was an issue. I did Mm -hmm. not get along with his friends, so on and so forth. Now, and now that I'm, you know, having on the other side where I am seeing my friends date other people, it's interesting to see like, oh, how do I befriend this person and ensure that, you know, uh, I'm getting to know. I think that it's probably different in like gay relationships because like with women and men, like my boyfriend's not going to be friends with, you know, like my girlfriends, like they're not going to be like going off to the mall together and stuff. But with, you know, in in gay relationships, men or women, Uh it could very well be that like, you know, Dean's boyfriend also like you and Skip, he and Skip start hanging out. So, you know what I mean? So I think that can be a little bit different in terms of and there's an expectation almost that like when you when you go to parties when you go to like a night to game night or movie night or whatever there's more of a tendency that the uh partner boyfriend would come along i think in a gay relationship than in a right Mm -hmm. right because when girlfriends get together it's not like they better not be at least well yeah usually it's like Boyfriends are invited or they're not. We're like going to wax vaginas. Right, exactly. It's the mirror party. Oh, I'm glad we got back. Full circle. Yes, I'm glad we got back to vaginas. Well, BJ, I think we're towards the end of our time. Yeah. But Sarah, this was fun. This was very exciting. Seriously, to see like behind the scenes. Because now when I'm back in Bolivia listening to you guys after I've downloaded it for 42 hours, this is what I'm in a picture. This is gonna be worth it. We know it is. Yeah, I hope I make it back without any D problems. If you know what I mean. I know. This time I will be prepared. Be prepared. Pack those pills. I will. I will. All right. Well, have a great Valentine's Day. I almost said Halloween. Everybody. (laughs) (laughs) That's kind of scary. For some people. It is kind of scary. All right. Happy Valentine's. Happy Valentine's. Yeah. If you get proposed to or Valentine's Day, please comment on it. Yeah, if anyone's done that. And we apologize in advance. (laughs) We'll give you a shout out. Or if you got engaged or married on Valentine's. Sorry. We want for you. All right. Bye. Bye.